0: Welcome back to the Traxxer Podcast, brought to you by Pillar Performance. And for those of you who are new to the show, Pillar is a sports micronutrition company who have developed products that intersect between pharmaceutical intervention and sports supplements for athletes. The easiest way to describe it is hydration and carbohydrate products will take you through to the finish line. Pillar's mission is to get athletes to the start line in the best condition possible over and over again. Pillar has been a staple within my recent training block. As someone who struggles to sleep, I look for anything that can help optimize my sleep and recovery. And Pillar is one of those very few products I have tried that I see results with within my sleep score and how I feel the next day. If you'd like to try Pillar today, head over to pillarperformance.shop or for US listeners, head to thefeed.com forward slash Pillar and enter code Trackster for 15% off. That's code Trackster for 15% off all first-time purchasers. So, Joel, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks, Alfie. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> what are you up to at the minute? Are you are you at home at the minute? Right in, now, man. To change.
1: Yeah, right now. Right now, I'm at my home uh, down in my basement room. So uh, the whole family is upstairs. So I won't uh, I won't annoy them by by sitting and talking in English up there.
0: Do they not like you talking in English?
1: No, no, it's I, don't, I don't know. I just don't want. I, I just don't want to annoy them. My, my, my little sister. She, she won't like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. She. I'm, I'm already a big enough character in the house. So if I'm sitting and speaking English, they, they, they would. They, they just send me down, back down in the basement. Yeah. So I'm trying to hide from my family. It's holidays in Denmark, so.
0: It's funny speaking to you guys from like Denmark or Norway or Sweden or Netherlands because you're better at English yeah. than we are. Um, you say bigger words. You say you kind yeah. of. The sentences make more sense than us, so it's quite funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is. We we uh, we get to learn it quite well in school. I would say we have uh, many hours in school learning how to speak English. But of course, it's uh, my my English was also quite quite shit in the beginning. But now I'm in an international group and I'm speaking to a coach on English every day, so it's getting better now. Yeah, it's getting way way better. <laughs>
0: That's the question I did ask. Um, I was going to ask it later on the podcast, but since you brought it up, I'll ask it now. Your group—you've, like you said, it's quite an international group and mainly like younger guys. How? What's sort of the dynamic of mm. your group? Like who's currently in it? Like I know, like Rabbi and Neil's a part of the group, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, we. I'm in a. I'm in. Yeah, we're in a quite nice international group right now. Uh, it it got kind of together as an international group one one year ago. Uh, in the beginning, um, it was it was usually a Dutch a Dutch group, uh, so it was many Dutch guys. But now people from the outside kind of came in. Um, so we're having quite a big group now. With yeah, of course, Nils Robbie, um, that's the ma- that's the boys many guys know. Uh, and then we have also um, it is some Dutch Dutch guys. But for example, Robin van Riel, uh, three thirty six guy. Yes, he's smashing it indoors right now. And then we have. Rick Van Real, his his brother. They are kind of like twins, I, I think. <laughs> nah, there there is there is a few years behind, apart from him, but, but yeah. Those two brothers and then we have another Dane, Sophia, a uh, young talented a girl, and yeah, there is there's is many guys, also Kane Elliott, as you might know, uh, from GB. And uh yeah, there there is many names I can pick up right now, but uh we're getting some good guys and also yeah, some women precious Lutz and Yeah, a lot of guys. Many are jumping in, so that's nice. Do
0: you get a lot of people asking to train with you? I guess kind of because, especially at the younger age group, you've kind of got (laughs) all the best runners in Europe. And it always seems, you know, it's the last few years since Jakob has been, and now it's not really a surprise when you see teenagers running ridiculously fast in the the European circuit. So I I can imagine you get quite a lot of people asking to join your group and train with you on camps and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think so. Uh I'm I'm of course getting sometimes uh yeah a few questions about someone that wants to, to train but I think uh there is more than than I think and uh, my teammates think because they contact contact our coach. Uh so we don't really know. But from what I've heard from my coach is that he's getting a lot of a lot of questions uh nowadays. Um a lot of guys wants to come in and join and that's just nice, uh, but yeah, we also have to kind of keep it a bit strict. We can't let everybody in because then we'll be way too many. Because uh, already now we're like fifteen, fifteen persons, uh, and that's that's a lot to handle on on training camps, you know, with with the houses and stuff. So uh, we can't let too many more people in. But we're always always having some guys joining some sessions. Sometimes that's just nice, you know, to uh, to get to know some more people and yeah. We're often
0: having company on, on training. And, and when you're back at home, are you like training by yourself? Or is there other people in Denmark to be able to train with?
1: Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's like, yeah, we're, we're often in camps. Uh, so there is quite a lot of, uh, we're quite a lot on, yeah, nearly like every second month, we're on, on a monthly training camp and then when i'm when i'm going back home i'm i'm having quite some more easy training i would say because it is a lot of impact we put in on those training camps so when i'm back home it's also to take the time to enjoy some other friends than running and just also fo- focusing a bit on school and yeah just enjoy life a bit and take training a bit more easy so uh, yeah we we're, we're often putting in the high quality on training camps and then going a bit more easy at home but sometimes i also go to netherlands where the Netherlands where the boys are training and uh getting some good quality sessions with the boys over there when it's time to get in shape um so yeah it's it's working out quite well I would say uh just going back home enjoy life a bit and then refreshing and go out and train with the boys but uh yeah of course I'm not training at all alone I also have some company at home but it's uh, it's my coach that runs the program all the way
0: did you say school are you uh, are you still doing some yeah. sort of education
1: yeah, I'm still doing some some education. I'm not it's not it's not probably, but I I am still in high school, I would say, and I'm fucking I'm I'm 20 years old, you know. It's uh, it's quite crazy, but it's uh, it's some online education where you can kind of do it on your like own terms or on your own pace, where you can like take the subjects as you want. So and then, you know i have nothing I have nothing to do when I'm done with school anyway, so I'll just uh, take it quite easy just one subject at a time and then I bring it on the camps online and do it there and then I have some exams when I get back home because back in the days, I was doing you know real real school where you sit in like from eight to eight to four eight to three not to four that's uh, but yeah and i'm not, I'm not that guy because if I'm sitting with with a few guys around me I'm, I'm just joking around and and doing all the other stuff uh, and that's that's not good you know because I'm already quite behind in school so it's nice when I can do it myself and uh, do it on the camps but of course I have some of the boys are not doing school sometimes and uh yeah we also have play, playstation and stuff to bring so yeah it's uh it's not the, I'm not the most serious guy at that stuff but I'm trying to do it.
0: What what do you play in the PlayStation on camps? What's what's kinda of the go-to oh. game?
1: You know, FIFA is always a nice one, but uh we're also playing some Super Mario sometimes. I think actually actually that's more Nintendo. Uh I had uh, in porch I had uh I, I have the UFC game. Uh and Nils and, and Nils got quite into it. So we we just sat some hours on the camp and just tried to beat each other up, uh, through some uh, through some characters. So uh that's always nice. Um, yeah, so just some competitive games, uh, just around sometimes, it's it's really nice. And uh, now I can see the boys also playing Minecraft, but yeah, I'm not a Minecraft guy, so I'll stick to my Spider-Man 2 when I'm back here home.
0: You, you've never had a Minecraft phase, I feel like every guy at some point has had a Minecraft phase, yeah. or they've played it for two weeks. Uh,
1: I, I had when I was like maybe 11 years old or something, uh, but yeah, now the boys are, are, are mining around, I can see, uh, there is like a chat, they always play Minecraft. But yeah, I'm, I'm minding my own uh, my own games at home now here. So yeah, but I think to be honest, all athletes should be some type of gamer because when you're in camps, you just need to do something uh, in between that is not taking too much of your energy. And there, gaming is just such a nice thing. Uh, and I think that's also what most people are doing. And uh, yeah, that's one of the good parts of being in camps because otherwise you can just lay in your bed and look into a wall uh, so it's always nice to to do something and have some a few activities.
0: I also feel like a game like FIFA would probably get the lactate levels a bit too high if you tested them. That's <laughs> true. Uh, it's a bit, a bit stressful. So maybe maybe true. Minecraft is the way forward. It's just some peaceful little block breaking and stuff like that. You know, good recovery yeah. technique.
1: Unless you explode your friend's house or anything, then uh, <laughs> then it can also get kind kind of tempted. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah I can imagine that causes quite an argument in the training group if that if that did happen did you just so did you just go to yeah. poch then is that right
1: yeah we we went uh we've actually been on uh a few camps the last few months uh we were in poch leading up to european and cross country and uh then we went to Kenya nearly right after europeans like right after christmas uh and then we've been there now we're also getting ready for our camp in march so yeah, we're quite active. Uh, just getting back home here, running a few indoor races, but indoors is not quite a big deal for any of us in our group. Um, not for me though, but but we're still doing it just to just to have some fun. Where uh, it's just coming right off base training, so it's uh, yeah. If if we really would have focused on us on it, uh, we would have been smashing some track sessions in uh, January, but we did not so. It's just uh, all easy, and we work on the summer.
0: Do you think it's just worth keeping base and uh, just, like you said, building for summer, and that's kind of where the focus is? Because you did win a three k two days ago, right?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, but I think it is. I mean, it is always tempting now when I'm doing my indoor season. I want to, of course, run fast, and uh, I'm also getting quite annoyed uh, sometimes because it took me some time to get into it. When you don't have the specific training, you're always feeling like you're kind of, kind of heavy and. The lactate hits just a bit diff- different than when you're not used to train it. So, of course, then I'm thinking that it would be nice to have had that so I could be on the top like all the other boys are doing right now in Boston, for example, right? <laughs> I would like I would really like to be there, but it's it's just about trusting the process for, for the summer camp. But I think when you're doing these really specific indoor things, it, it might sometimes take a bit too much focus for someone um, I've had that before, before I switched to my Polish coach, coach uh, Thomas. We did that, and I feel like in the summer I was kind of really well going in the beginning, but at the end of the summer I was kind of burned out already, already like in um, already in July. Sometimes I was I was just too tired, you know. So I think you really need to find the perfect balance for the indoor season, and it's it is of course an individual thing, but. For me, I think this is the best way we can do it. And uh, I think it is for many guys as well.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Like this year, I haven't Mm. focused on indoor speed specific stuff. And I can't lie, the fitness you can gain from just keeping base for longer uh, is quite drastic. Whereas obviously, you kind of do cross country season, then you need to have a little bit of an easier period. And then you sort of, if you have to carry that Mm. into indoors, there's only like, a month between indoors and outdoors so there's there's not really much chance to kind of get back into full training before you have to start racing again and then you've got like such yeah. a long long season especially like i presume with you this season the goals the worlds and europeans like that's it's a long stretched out season um so yeah. is, that, is that the target this year uh yeah definitely
1: europeans is uh it's i've always had the dream of doing olympics when i was uh when i was young a few years ago like in 2021 i was really minded on it but now as close i can i come i can see that guys are really running fast and uh yeah it's 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 looking like a tough challenge for this year so we're just focusing on europeans uh, at the moment and getting the best out of it there and then just trying to have a bit of a comeback here because i've been quite down uh, a lot last year uh, didn't really perform kind of like got a bit down in the level so now we're trying to just yeah just enjoy the process and then make a little comeback here uh, hopefully run faster uh, but yeah we will see I'm, I'm very excited for the outdoor season because when you've been out a whole summer like last year you're really missing that stuff um yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to also hit track sessions and just enjoy the highlights. Yeah.
0: I did realize I said world rather than the Olympics, but hopefully, well, you understood what I meant, yeah. so hopefully everyone else did Of course. Well. So It's, it's the, the same, pl- man. It's the same. Yeah, the, the plan for you, son, I mean, first of all, the Olympics with the standards now, even though they're meant to be rankings and 50% getting rankings and 50% getting times, I feel like Mm. Most countries aren't sending people based off rankings unless they've got like a massive budget. As so I know, Netherlands aren't sending full teams, are they? So, is as you're the yeah. same? Are you in the same boat there with Denmark? Whereas you have to basically run the time to go, uh, which is like you know, mm. six, mm. right?
1: It's uh, for for my country. It's basically if I make it on a ranking, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, so it's okay. it's really easy in Denmark. But but to be honest, at the moment when when I, when we all look at the ranking stuff, people are running fast now. Uh, so it's. I mean, to go in the rankings, I should be may, be on a sub-1310 level at least.
0: Oh, okay.
1: uh, I, of course, I don't know what's going to happen uh, if I really hit a shape, but I think sub-1310 is maybe a little too early for me right now and in the process I'm in. But uh, hopefully, I mean, c- could cross the fingers, but uh, I have to be also a bit realistic, and it is looking like a tough challenge, but of course, would be nice. Um, yeah, I think I'm aiming for some third sub- sub 13 15 times this summer i really think i can do that but uh yeah we'll see we'll see it's uh yeah i I, i'm i'm not quite sure now based on the base training and stuff we'll just first find out when i'm uh when i'm doing the sharpening sessions but i'm really feeling strong base base wise right now and
0: i'm in a really good place so yeah that's great i guess I guess one of the difficulties when you get faster and faster over the 5K is like, say, if you're like a 14 to 15 minute runner, base training is all you kind of need because you don't really need to, that much mechanics to run 67, 68. But when you get down to like your pace or when you're trying to make the Olympic teams, you're going to have to run in like 63s um, mm. per lap for a 5K. And that's yeah. quite a mechanical difference. So that's probably, mm. I guess, also thinking about your injury last year where you missed quite a lot of training. That's something you can't really replicate as easy in terms of getting fit like fitness aerobic fitness you can get it in many ways but whereas pure mechanics and speed is a bit more difficult to get um is that hmm. something you kind of noticed that you struggled with i guess coming back from injury last year because you did you have a stress stress fracture or stress response last year is that right
1: yeah i had a stress fracture basically right before the summer season um and yeah when i came back it was it was crazy different than it was some difficulties i've never experienced any anything before because i've never been injured before uh like that uh so it was just like yeah the the legs are way more heavy than usually usually right so it's and and you have to go down and hit those 64 63s and it's it is that's always the bad thing about running fast on a 5k i've experienced it myself it it doesn't feel easier in training it's just getting harder and harder when you're running faster and faster because it's getting closer to that 230 pace that you were used to run like for 1500 meters so of course there is a bit of a gap but 63s is it's not easy when you are having a bad day uh so it's uh yeah it was it was difficult when i came back also to accept that i i could not hit those times at all uh because heart rate was completely off even though i've done two months three months of alternative work but you have to get the mechanics going and it it takes at least half a year before you're really ready in my in my case uh yeah that, that it took some time um but yeah now now i've learned from that at least because uh, we tried to go into europeans u23s like two weeks in running uh f- from uh, from the injury and uh yeah that that did not work out quite well. I was I was not looking good. Uh but I I hoped for a miracle but uh yeah nothing happened there. So it was it was uh, a bad experience but uh, yeah you learn from that stuff and uh, it's good to take in because of course we're all getting injured and it will happen again, you know.
0: I mean I don't think you need to do another Europeans ever again after the video of you finishing down the home straight celebrating what everyone seems to have seen True. about 100 times on Instagram reels.
1: Um <laughs> good how, good how- old days
0: how was the reaction to that? Because everyone messages that. And I feel like people have a mixed response of like, people sometimes don't like people celebrating or sit, call it cocky and stuff. Like what, what's your opinion on all of that stuff, like celebrating uh, down the home straight and stuff. Uh, to be honest, I, I, that's the video of,
1: of that was just me in a nutshell. Uh It's that it, I am that type of guy and I like to, to just celebrate, enjoy, just be myself. Um, and, and yeah, many people in this sport are kind of introverted. And, uh, yeah, they, they don't like that people are going, like, outside showing themselves. They just want people to just be showing their one finger in the air and just take it in and don't really celebrate because, yeah, that's just how this sport is a magnet to uh, many introverted people. And I respect that. That's all right. Uh, but I'm just not that type of guy. And that's why... Many guys were against it, also someone liked it because there is of course people like me, but um yeah, there is a higher percentage of people that are just in my in my opinion quite a, a little bit more boring, but for them it's it's working out completely fine, and I'm wholly okay with that uh for example, my whole training group now they didn't know me back back then and uh I've got to know them that the boys they didn't like it either, and they found me like a, quite an idiot uh <laughs> so it's it is quite funny because now they they have no problem with me but uh yeah sometimes people are just yeah having an idea from the outside like uh yeah uh, an idea of who you are as a person and it is of course different but uh it was it was really a, a video that made a different a few different opinions and I got got a lot of weird comments and a lot of weird DMs but uh, I kind of enjoyed it to be honest I was like all attention is good attention so uh, it just it just makes your brand go a bit higher and you as an athlete. Um, so yeah, I was I was all okay with it. I just found it funny.
0: Yeah, I, f- I think at the end of the day, if people didn't like it or did like it, they're, they're still watching you win a European Championships very easily. So it's, it's, you win yeah. at the end of the day, don't you? So regardless, I think it's exactly. just more views and more followers is, uh, can only benefit you more. Um, but I, I do notice, I know what you mean about how runners have, there's so many, there's like a traditional side of running and then there's kind of like a fun side of running, and I feel like most of it is based on this tr- traditional side, where, it, like you said, it's just about racing the race, an honest race, maybe sticking a finger up, maybe just running through the line, not saying anything in interview yeah. afterwards, and just kind of getting on with it. But I guess also that's probably why viewership's kind of tanked a bit. Um, and yeah. we also like we also like crave these big personalities like Bolt and Shikari Richardson. Now, I mean, even like at the minute it going on Jakob and Josh Kerr, a lot of people. I feel I have their opinions on Jakob and Josh to be these like arrogant, arrogant mm. runners who you know are really cocky and mm. stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they're probably the two best runners in the most popular event at the minute on the on the global stage. So at the end of the day, it's kind of what you need to do to drive views and also like fuel yourself because it goes mm. back to kind of what you said about gaming, like running running is such a serious sport. Like you've got to have some fun of it, or else you it's very easy to just get lost in. Just being bored and and not really having yes. an enjoyment. And if you if you're winning a race, surely that's the time you can enjoy yourself as well.
1: Mm. I think I think it's I think it's good for the sport that yeah. we have these boys like Jacob and Kerr. Uh, they're huge for the sport at the moment, and are, I'm also really looking forward to to what's gonna happen this summer when they have to race in the Olympics. Because it makes it just makes it more exciting, you know. Now, now people are talking about it, and I can hear it from everyone I talk with. It's it's a topic, you know. And if they didn't say anything, we would just wait until the Olympic final day and and to see who's going to win. But we're already talking about it now, so it it creates an excitement when you do that. And uh, yeah, I wish I could be on that level already now, so <laughs> I could I could also do some type of the same, but but I'm not. But uh, I really enjoy that stuff, and uh, it's 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 super great to uh, to to be to be a witness to, yeah.
0: Do you have a side in the Jacob uh, and Josh Kerr beef? Oh, I say beef, you know, Josh is kind of found some shots and Jacob goes and gets interviewed sometimes and says something. Uh, but it's also a bit strange this mm. year because obviously Josh is running really well and Jacob's injured. So we might not even get to see them race, uh, come outdoors. If, uh, you know, if Jacob doesn't feel like he's ready, yeah. he's probably not going to race.
1: I think I th- I'm I'm not really on one, one side because, uh, I mean, if I knew one of the guys, well, I would... Uh, I would of course have had, but I don't really know the guys. Uh, I just, but to be honest, I I like a lot what Kerr is doing right now, uh, and and Jacob, he's uh, but Jacob is also just Jacob, and you can't hate on that because he's he's just there running fast, and he's he's not just he's somehow letting the running do the talking, but also not because he's always just coming with this energy at the championships, but you don't really he's not really putting something into the build-up like, uh, like Kerr is doing, but uh, somehow at the championships, he's always creating some excitement by just being him. And uh, it's very inspiring. I can't really find out what it is, but uh, Kerr is just also a fantastic guy. So it, yeah, both, both guys are great.
0: Yeah, I think it's something like with what Jacob has, it's probably the same as what all Scandinavians have. And I think you're probably the same. Like You say it how it is, and it, it just works well because yeah. a lot of people... You know, like media trained, and don't want to say certain things in an interview. And sometimes it comes like it's a backfire. Like if you say you're ill in an interview, apparently that's really bad now. But like at the end of yeah. the day, if you're if you're being truthful and just saying it out it here, sometimes that comes across as saying, "Oh, everyone's not as good as me on the day." Which obviously Jacob has said before and stuff. So mm. it, I, I I prefer yeah. that kind of way of speaking because it one draws excitement if you hear something funny or like beef or whatever. But also it's it's actually being transparent and what the athlete is thinking rather than all this like you know where people just don't really say anything just go on about how it's performed mm. well or if they didn't race well they kind of have to say oh it's just a bad day or whatever they can't actually get into detail so i, I much prefer the side of it where you can say what you want and i think that's something that you guys yeah. that side of like, that part of the world are really good at so i, I we think did uh, maybe this.
1: i don't i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure
0: I I don't know I feel like you just the just um a way of words with that part of the world like especially the Norwegians yeah. and Danish and and Dutch people it's just always seems to be uh yeah a, a great interviews um we are also some
1: minus guys but uh yeah oh no never mind never mind <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> was that sorry I'm I'm just saying that we we are I think it's just the way that we we are over here we just uh yeah, everyone is just, if they have problems, they say it, and uh, yeah, that's what, I, I can't really comment on that, because I've been raised like this, but uh, I've not really noticed it, but it is funny when you're saying it, because many guys are putting, like, some character outside them, where we're just saying if if we're having a bad day, but it can also have consequences, of course, like Jacob saying he, he was sick, uh, yeah, it, 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 someone also don't like to hear that stuff, uh, and It's just, uh, in my opinion, it's just honestness, but someone also thinks it's just uh, excuses, you know.
0: Just a quick note to say a big thank you to our sponsors of today's show, Pillar Performance. After seeing so many top athletes using Pillar and their stats improving for sleep quality and recovery, we were buzzing when we teamed up and we could give their triple magnesium a try. I take it 30 minutes before bed, and not only do I feel like I recover better, the data from my Chorus watch shows improvement in my HRV and restorative sleep scores. So in the same way you might start your day with a coffee, wind it down with Pillar triple magnesium and recover better for tomorrow's run, ride, swim, or whatever you're doing. If you enter code Trackster, you can get 15% off. That's code Trackster for 15% off all first-time purchases. Back into the show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to switch switch gears a bit and talk about training again. So i'm guessing your plan is to run fast and run standards especially for the europeans like you said at some point in this season Mm -hmm. what what sort of the plan for the season so far in terms of camps and getting getting out to certain races have you already got that in mind
1: we we have already a few plans um yeah it's it's uh we're going of course now here on a camp in uh, march uh it's I can't, I think, I think we're going to the States, uh, Albuquerque, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, that's still working the, yeah, they're, they're still working on it. Uh, the coach and, and the other guys, but we're going, um, I hope we are going to the U.S. because I will have some early races to get the qualification to Europeans because it already ends in, uh, yeah, end of March, no, May, May, sorry. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's when the European track season begins. So if I have to go out and qualify, I have to... The best way I can do it is to do it in the States um, because there is these April races. So I really want to do that right off the camp in March. Um, and then, yeah, basically May will be another camp in the, in France. We, we usually do that to uh, sharpen up, like really have a sharp up for the season and then in, in, in May and uh, start April, we will go get some, uh, some races in Europe. So uh, it's quite a lot of camp and, and we'll, it will get more and more tense leading up to the track season. And in that period, I have to go find a few races uh, for 5000 meter because I have to do the qualification quite early. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, yeah, so it will be uh, quite tense, but it will also be exciting.
0: It's a shame you can't uh, do indoor races in the summer. Like I feel like if you've got enough people to decide to go mm-hmm. to BU for, for a race at a 5k, you probably could knock quite a lot of seconds yeah. off your PV because that track just seems like a yeah. trampoline. I, w- I really wanted
1: to go race in BU and I also came up with the idea in October to the coach, but uh, he didn't like it. <laughs> so I yeah, that, that was not a possibility for me, unfortunately. Cause uh, I see what what's going to happen over there, and and you can see people are cutting off seconds like it's like they're juniors uh, running. Like it's crazy how many seconds you can cut off on that track. And it's not just the track that does the work, of course. There's maybe also a bit of placebo in it, but uh, I mean, yeah, you always just want to go to BU and race a five k and get that standard off, like most guys does. In their case it's the Olympics but I really wanted to do that. But uh yeah, we we have some other plans and I also trust those plans. So in at the end of the day it's probably the right decision. But right now, sitting and looking at what ha- what is happening in Boston, you yeah. I think a lot of guys think they're missing out. Uh and I'm one of those.
0: Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I would have liked to go out and do like run a quite a quick five K. I think for the same of you, like trying to get the European standard as soon as possible into mm. the season would probably be the nicest thing. Uh, it's a shame you can't do a 10K out there because it'd probably be quite easy to get the 10K oh. standard as well. What would it be then?
1: 50, 50 laps? Oh, no, what? Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that, yeah, right? 50, 50 laps. Shit. 50 laps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Also a bit of a depressing one, I think, but uh, probably people would run under maybe 26, 30 or something. It wouldn't
0: surprise me at all. <laughs> have, have you run on that kind of track before, like a, a, a fast indoor track? Have you ever run on one? Oh, i i don't know
1: actually uh not really i think i really want I, I i can't really find out why no european countries are going for the same like formulas they did and mm. take it to europe that, that would be sick because if they could do it twice in boston i also heard the the one they host new balance indoor grand prix on is is nearly the, the same type of track so yeah i really think we should Try to do that in Europe, so we don't have to fly all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to go for for a
0: fast race. Um, it's funny, yeah. We've I wish got I one in the UK; has got one in Birmingham's like last season. It, oh, I ran on that, and it was ridiculously fast. Um, but Damn. we never actually race there. We only have a national championships year, Like the World Indoor Tour got cancelled there this year, so the only race is the, mm. is the national champs, and everyone's just running tactically. So it's a bit of a waste of a race. Um, but they should host the, something. <laughs> Well, I mean, hopefully in the future we'd, we'd get big enough, and then we can uh, have like a tracks to series with World Athletics or something. But we'll see, we'll see. Let's maybe go. that's a maybe that's the next Olympics uh, plan to get the qualifying qualifying standard nice and early. Nice, that
1: would so, be nice. I would love that.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to run some fast times. With like, like you said, seeing people go out to Boston's just a bit depressing. <laughs> Being at home. Like yeah. just doing simple training, doing base training, just doing threshold double double days and hills, and then you see people yeah. running ridiculously fast. It's like oh, wish I was out there, but it's I guess hopefully it changes when it comes to someone you can we can both race well at, at some points. Um, True that. Y- you mentioned there about intensity changing out for outdoor season. Say if you go to Albuquerque or whatever. What what sort of the biggest differences between your training, I guess now and pre race season because a lot you. You know, you do like your thresholds, you like your hills. And a lot of people see mm. that and think that's how Ingebritsen trains or that's how the Scandinavians or everyone now trains all the time. But it's not, is it? You still have to have a lot of intensity in there, especially when you get closer to racing. So how does that look mm. like for you?
1: Um, Yeah, now I can't really speak 100% uh, on, on what I've experienced because, yeah, I was with the group last year, but of course I got injured right when we went into the intensive period. So uh but from what I know and from what I've seen, it's now we're of course putting in the base training as many guys does and uh yeah we're putting in some good KKs and a lot of heels, really improving our strength as well, uh on the heels and on the in the gym. So that's just what many guys are doing. I think we're we're doing it. Maybe a little differently than others, uh, but still kind of the same basic. Uh, like it's it's just basic work, uh, and I think yeah now we're going into March and we're kind of starting out in in basic training. So just getting maybe the first, the first few weeks in some good case and and good long runs and stuff, and then we're sharpening up, uh, kind of slowly in the camp and ending on some a few track sessions, uh maybe some fast case, and then uh, yeah, we're going to, as said, Font Romeo like one or two weeks after that camp, and over there we're getting into the, the spikes and uh, doing some maybe 300 meters, going down to some 1500 race pace and really having I think around three intensive weeks of training, Uh, not not all the way, I can't really 100% speak on this, Uh, I think coach would also judge me if I'm because of, i I didn't go to that camp but from what I, i've seen it is kind of like that uh so really going back to europe and uh feeling sharp and now it's race time and then we're kind of keeping that all the way uh through the season of course not intensive all training but uh yeah doing what people normally do when it's track season you know just uh keeping up the lactate and some some workouts and but also keeping your body fresh for racing so uh yeah we're going now after this indoor season, we're starting out in base training and slightly, slowly moving over to uh, intensive training uh, within a few camps.
0: I I saw on your Instagram that you did K hill repeats. Was that in, was it like thirty seven degree heat yeah. or twenty seven degree heat in Kenya? Right? Was that at high altitude as well? Yeah, I think I
1: think I think it was. Yeah, we've we've for sure we've done it in Kenya. I think one of the workouts I filmed was in uh, Puch uh oh, on yeah. one of the most horrible hills I've ever I've, I've ever tried. It was near nearly 40, 40 degrees and uh yeah we're doing a lot of 1k hill repeats uh, as many might have seen because we like post those workouts where I'm not and I think many of my friends are not those type of guys who wants to post about the threshold because literally everybody's doing it. It's yeah. I've seen that people have low lactate now. Uh, I think a lot of people have <laughs> So where we like to post some uh, some hill repeats because that's the only intensive thing we've done in base training and it's it's a tough session but if you do it right it's 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 nice but I think not a lot of guys do one k hill repeats and yeah it's it's a it's a nice workout but holy moly it's it can also be a bit brutal especially in parts that was uh, that was a tough one that was a tough one.
0: What kind of pace are you getting on those one k's? Because like I've only ever done like four hundred hill repeats, and by the end you, yeah. I'm basically running like, I don't know, like three twenty per kilometer or like five twenty miles, and that's only in the, like a three hundred four hundred hill repeat. So what what kind of pace are you getting down to?
1: It's uh, it's all about actually trying to keep the lactate as low as possible on those type of workouts. So it's um, not trying to go over threshold, which is really easy when you're doing a 1k hill repeat because it is like yeah it's it's not like 400 meters you have to go 600 meters longer and it's it's very steep sometimes and uh so we're keeping it kind of slow to be honest sometimes it's around four minutes a k and uh, sometimes it's it's maybe even under so it is uh it is the pace you could go for a faster easy run but it's yeah it's hitting different than uh like yeah it's it's just it sounds very slow four minutes but trust me it it can easily go up to depending on the hill it can go up to nine minimal lactate you can really work on that so it's uh yeah it's all about trying to keep the lactate as low as possible and and run quite slow and just climb so yeah it's it's
0: very nice it's a very nice workout and i'm just going to ask this to get the views and to get the title and to maybe get a clip of the video what what does a standard yeah. week look like for you in base training at the minute?
1: Oh, it, to be honest, I can't really hundred percent say how it is because, of, as said, I it's uh, when I'm in camp, it's it's yeah. something else, and when I'm back home, here, I only have seventy k a week, maybe even sixty. Uh, when I'm back home, it's very easy, only one workout a day. But in camps, it's uh, I think that's the most exciting part to take out on. It's um, it can be around one sixty. 170k's and uh, it's filled with a lot of zone 2 as many guys know but I also threshold uh, so one of those workouts where you can um, really have some nice time to work and get those 30k's a day but really feeling fresh and uh, and get, get them over quick uh, so you can get high mileage but in a very yeah of course as many guys know with threshold a pace where you don't really work that hard to keep it up um, and, uh, yeah, so a lot of those controlled kilometers and then combined with some hill work where we are, we're going for a bit more lactate sometimes, maybe a few sprints, but I said on the workout also to try keep a threshold. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, fast case, but, uh, controlled, um, and yeah, mm, easy runs, of course there is good and easy runs, but it's, uh, actually on camps, we're really, uh, keeping some, some high intensity, but. But not high enough to to get you wasted and and get you down, so you can be uh, controlled and feel nice. And uh, of course, long runs as well. We're yeah, we're doing a lot. And uh, yeah, then it's about remember to take your carbs because with with all those Ks, you uh, you need to to stay up on the carbs. And that was what I didn't do last year, and then I got a stress factor out of it. So you need to have the fuel as well, and that's what I found out. So now I'm more fresh than ever on the base training, and that's that's very nice.
0: I I heard a rumor that you also go on hikes in in your camps. Is that is that yeah. right?
1: Yes, yeah. That's the Brits don't like that at all, man. It's crazy because we're always timing the Font Romeo camp with the with the Brits and there are some bad rumors that we're going on hikes, but yeah, we we are and it's uh it sounds weird. I also found it weird because the first camp I ever got into with the group, that was that one. Um last year, that was in 2022 uh and i was like what the what is this hiking stuff it's 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 really weird but it is on the build-up phase after uh, a a good track season then we're uh, sometimes going on these hikes uh instead of a long run for example we're going on these uh, i've already forgot how many k's we're going for but it's it can be up to like 25k but with like climbing uh we're climbing literally mountains uh and it's 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 an underrated workout. It's it's a very nice team building trip, uh, but it's also damn tough because we had I think in Fundo Romero we had a twenty four k walk with a uh, two thousand height meters, um and two thousand height meters. That's quite quite tough for the legs, and uh, <laughs> it's it's basically if you stand from where I am right now at sea level and walking up to flagstaff, it's it's like that. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a good perspective to put it in, but. Your legs are really burning all the way. You have to climb these mountains. And uh, sometimes there is also coming a few crashes because you don't know where to step. And uh, yeah, the legs are just burning for a long time. And you're really, you're really building some, um, some, uh, some endurance in that. And it's, it's different, but it's, uh, trust me, it's way tougher than a long run. And your body is done afterwards. So it's a nice uh, build-up phase to get ready for the, the long case to make your legs st- stronger.
0: I guess also it's like lower impact in terms of battering the legs, even though you're probably been more fatigued in terms of like mm. impact on your bones or on your joints and stuff. It's probably going to be a bit nicer and kind of gets you yeah. used to that altitude as well, doesn't it? Where you're just breathing heavy for like yeah. five six hours. Is that probably how long it yeah, takes? Yeah, it's it's like basically more actually. It, it's yeah, it's it is
1: um it is around those six hours, maybe even longer as you said and it's always you're always starting out with with walking with the boys and it's nice and you're joking around but trust me in the end it's you're broken and it's there is always a switch after like one one uh, mountain you climb but then everybody's tired and many people want me to shut up because when i'm getting tired i like to joke around sometimes and uh the boys usually don't like that uh but it's uh, it's very so it's it yeah you're broken in the end and and when you're walking down your knee hurts because you're getting a lot of, of weight down on the rocks and stuff so it's uh a, it's a, it's a drainer and you're also getting mentally drained for sure but uh yeah it's when you're done it's like when you complete a, a a nice workout it's always horrible when you do it but when you're done with it it's you're looking back and thinking that was that was a banger so it it's uh it's a fun way of working out but yeah, I'm. I'm happy we're only doing it once a year, uh, a few for a few weeks. I, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I actually would mind uh, doing it now. I wouldn't like it. Uh, so it's uh, when you're in good shape, you don't want to risk it because yeah, you can also twist your ankle and stuff. Uh, you don't want to do that. So yeah,
0: yeah, I could imagine the conversations at the start of the hike are completely different towards the end of it. May probably just silence for the last few hours of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's getting quite tense in the end, <laughs> but it's uh, it's lovely, it's nice.
0: Um, and just to kind of put bring this podcast to a bit of an end, we we end with like some similar questions we ask everyone. Um, a bit more, mm-hmm. I, I say light hearted, but I don't think the podcast has been very serious all the way through anyway. So, I wouldn't say the more light hearted, yeah. but you know, just a bit more casual ones, and again, just for some clips for us, really. Most of the time, it's it's what we need the content for. for sure. So, um, first of all, favorite training session. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Actually, I think
1: I really liked. I really love track sessions. Uh, I, many guys don't have that opinion, but I really love it because many guys go on the threshold training, and I, of course, also do. But it's just, it's it's a bit boring. I think. Uh, I, I like when you hit some high lactate, and so it's it's hard to say a specific session, but. At the what I had at least back in the days on my previous coach, uh, I don't really know if I do it with my my coach right now. But then uh, three times one k in uh, fifteen hundred meter race pace—that's uh, that's one you're really nervous for before, and you usually come back off with a smile afterwards. But it's that's a damn tough session, also with long breaks in between. I have to say, uh, I really did that a lot uh, back in the days, um, and that's. When I have the best memories, or at least the sharpest memories of workouts, it's always that one. Uh, so it it has it have to do something. It have to be some type of favorite for me, even though it's it, it it's very horrible. Uh, like three times one k and fifteen on a base. that's that's mad in the end. Yeah,
0: that's actually just like, I I can't stand k reps. If if the fast k reps like below mm-hmm. two thirty five, I'd I'd rather do something entirely different. Like I dread that all week. It's yeah, it, just... it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. You really like, it's so different when you put
1: a one K in that pace instead of doing four hundreds and stuff. It's, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's mad. It's mad, but it's, it's also dif- nice.
0: The difference between if you're feeling good on the day and feeling bad on the day makes a massive difference yeah. as well. Like if you're trying to do like a fast K or 1200, if you don't feel great, then it's just going to go very badly from mm. the start. And then you're just going to hit lactate yeah. failure, And It's just, it's a long session after that, just pure pain. Um, but to get you ready for race one, season it's I one guess. of those
1: it's, yeah it's it's one of those days where you're like if if you're feeling so heavy and you're running carbon shoes and then you switch to your spikes, then you actually feel more heavy i I've had those days many times and you always feel like oh the spikes are going to save me, but then you feel completely awful it's uh yeah, and I've had that in that session as well and it's not, it's not a pretty thing, but it's uh you have to get through those days, right?
0: Yeah. And sometimes when I do those sessions, I prefer to like do some fast twos before it, but then if you do them too fast then you get lactate and then it makes it even worse. So it's like a fine line mm. between like whether you're like tuned up or um, too much fatigue. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your least favorite session? And I, I did write in brackets, 1K Hills here, but uh, I yeah. just, is that probably your least or is there something else? What's, what's worse for you?
1: Nah, one k hills. I'm, I have uh, quite a nice VO two. Uh, so I'm actually quite. I'm on. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite good at that workout. Uh, and I don't have many bad memories from that. Uh, but I would say one thing I really don't like, and what I've not had good experience with the past the previous year, is uh, long runs with pick up in the end. I really hate that. It's uh, it's terrible when you're doing. I don't know, one one hour forty-five, and then you after one hour have to pick up to some close to zone two, uh, maybe even down to threshold, and your body is already a bit tired. I, I really hate that. I really I really don't like when you shift the gears on a on a a run that could have been easy all the way. Uh, it's terrible. I, I've n- nearly never had a good day on that. So it's uh yeah, that's my least favorite. I would say. I also don't like run long runs in general. So. Yeah, I think that's when you have to run fast on it. It's oh, it's awful.
0: It seems like wasted intensity, doesn't it? Because you feel like you're just hitting your body so much harder than if you just do like mm-hmm. a fresh out session or something.
1: Exactly, it's it's complete like three forty pace feels like threshold at that moment because you've made your body used to that you're going for an easy run for one hour, and then out of a sudden you have to run three forty and you're... yeah, my body don't like it. Uh, a lot of my teammates. I'm running really nice in those workouts, but I think that's where I'm really showing a weakness. I would say, yeah, I really don't like it. Um, what's your favorite pre-race meal? I really, <sighs> oh, it's it's tough because usually you go to the places and uh, the the hotel hosts and they serve some shitty ass spaghetti with uh, some fish on the side, but uh, I think. What I like is, I, I really like, uh, pasta, so I think a good, uh, bolognese, I like that as a pre-race meal, but, um, or maybe something with the seafood in, but you also, you have to be careful on your stomach, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think that, but to be honest, I really don't, I really don't, uh, don't mind eating boring food the day before a race, because, uh, I just need the carbs, and, uh, that's it, but, uh, yeah, if I can get good food, I would like some uh, some good some good sauce to some uh, some spaghetti. Uh and yeah, having a little uh, nice Italian dinner. Um yeah, if I could eat a burger before and feel fantastic the day after, I would do that all the time, but yeah, it's not like that.
0: What's the uh, craziest thing you've seen someone eat at, uh, like a an athlete hotel or pre pre-race day? Cuz I saw some strange things at the Euros.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not look, it's not good. To, to be honest, the best pre race food I've got from like a championship that was when we hosted World Cross Country in Denmark in 2019, and but maybe that's also a bit because I'm AM from Denmark. But literally, the, that was that was quality. But I was once in B- Bulgaria where I was. For European Team Championship, where it was, uh, I, I, yeah, I just have so many bad memories from that. It was like we got a soup, and there was just the longest hair in it I've ever seen. And then, you lose your, you, you lose your, uh, appetite. I don't know what, how you say it in English, but <laughs> you don't, uh, you don't want to eat the rest of the food. And there was just some boring spaghetti stuff. And then as breakfast, it, breakfast it was spaghetti with tomato sauce like as a breakfast it was out of this world uh so don't go to bulgaria for race please uh it's it's not recommended only go to sunny beach if you need to go to bulgaria uh, but that's not for running i
0: guess it's uh i'm gonna teach you a new english word here it's it, it, we say appetite so it's uh, appetite exactly the same
1: yeah yeah it was with a danish style like i said it so yeah okay nice appetite
0: yep and um what about after a race? What's your favorite post-race meal? Yeah, you mentioned burger as a pre, like you would have it as a pre-race if you could. But is it something along those yeah. lines?
1: Everything that has some uh, some type of fat in it, I would say. Uh, of course, you can't do it if you have race uh, very soon. Like right now, I'm racing every weekend, so I can't do it. But if I'm finishing a championship uh that i've been working quite hard for i would take a nice good burger with good fries and uh some good bacon going for the dessert and then if uh, if it's a season end, then i would go straight to the casino or the pub and then just go bananas uh so it's that's the favorite post race meal but in reality most of the times we're just going to a nice italian restaurant and eating some good food uh, like spaghetti <laughs> nearly the same as what you eat pre-race but maybe just you can maybe go for the for the carbonara instead of the instead of the bolognese where there is a bit more fat in it because you have worked hard and you deserve to get some good food after a race so uh, also maybe sushi or seafood I really like that but uh, yeah I really like seafood so maybe also that sometimes if I'm Denmark I'll do it but uh, I can't trust seafood in outside outside my own country because I've had some bad experience with that so uh, you don't want to get a food poison after a race when you're lean enough that's not so nice
0: yeah i got told not to eat chicken at the euros and uh, apparently one of the yeah. team team coaches cut into it and it was a bit pink on the inside so i i stayed away Boy, from if... that and the, the fish the fish was a bit dodgy as well i think on the on the, on yeah. the final day it's uh stay away from the
1: it, fish and chicken before a race that's uh that's a good point
0: it's <laughs> a good point um what is your favorite Netflix series or TV series? Oh, that's a tough one, man. I think
1: I, I I'm actually not the type of guy that watches so much series, but um I, I, I like documentaries. I really like the sort of France one they made here a few uh, a few months ago, but uh, if if there is one I really have good experience with watching, then it's Stranger Things actually. I think that's such an I don't know if it, it is underrated for many people who don't watch it they think it's some bullshit but to be honest i really like stranger things it's it sounds weird when you tell how the series is to another person but if you watch it it makes complete sense it's a it's a masterpiece
0: i really like it nah i think i think stranger things is a solid a solid show because it's different to anything else like yeah. it's obviously got the same kind of vibe but there's something different about it what just makes it mm. like just pretty special in terms of uh netflix series anyway are, are you a guy who yeah. watches like mostly mostly youtube then or is it you just not watch much at all
1: yeah i'm just sitting on the instagram and watching reels <laughs> okay but uh not not athletic reels uh where we're just i'm just sending memes to my friends all the time that's uh maybe i yeah i don't know i'm i'm not the best to sit and concentrate uh when i'm alone i love watching movies with friends and stuff i also love it when there's something that interests me but I'm one of the guys that don't like the searching for a new series. So I just skip that and go to YouTube where you can find some real quick things. Um so yeah, I'm a bit that type of guy. But uh yeah. I like a good series. Let me be honest. I really like it. But uh I'm not watching that many. Maybe three or four years, so
0: yeah. Uh what about what about yeah. music? Like what's your favorite musical artist or and stuff like that?
1: that's tough uh because it's hard to explain because it's usually danish music i really like okay. like danish rap music um i'm also getting the dutch friends my dutch friends into it they uh they actually when they reviewed they revealed their spotify rap i i we got one of a, a danish song into that top three so i think danish music is really underrated but you don't un- understand our language so it's uh it's hard to listen to but uh I really like danish Danish music um but if I go with some international music I really like like yeah just rap rap music uh, I heard Kanye he made a new album that came out just here a few days ago and uh I've been listening to that and uh I also like that but uh to be honest I really like these these good rappers but i I only like the bangers you know there is so many like numbers where i'm Oh, not numbers. That's a Danish saying. But there's so many, yeah, music numbers where I'm where I'm like ah, those are quite boring. But when when you have a banger, it's it's, it's top
0: notch. It's very nice. So is uh is Benny Jam jams who you listening to in Denmark? <laughs> That's what Google says anyway. Is that right? Yeah, Benny jams.
1: Yeah, yeah, Benny jams. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I I, I listen to him sometimes. Now, but for it's it's basically just if I go to a Danish festival. And, uh, or if I'm at a Danish party or anything, uh, which I'm not that much nowadays, but if, if I am, then, then that's what, you know, in, on the, on the sound box all day long. So it gets into your head, you know, uh, and then you listen to it, but it's a mix, mix of everything, but Benny Jams, he's a nice guy, uh, Tobias Rahim, he's, uh, what my Dutch friends, they like, uh, he's a very big guy, uh, that, that have some, some, some quite nice, uh, music numbers but uh yeah I'm I'm not the biggest fan of him. but uh yeah, my, my Dutchy friends they they nowadays they know what what's the good the good songs from Denmark are so uh it's it's nice. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm listening the... to everything. Yeah, I'm listening okay. to all the good numbers. Yeah, I'm not a one I... specific dude. I'm
0: I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to some Benny Jams and before my session later and I'll uh <laughs> let's go. Let you know, let you know how it goes. Um, if maybe you could that- change one thing about the sport, what would it be, and why? Uh, f- I
1: think that's what basically we were into. Um, take a bit, maybe a bit away the introverted side of the sport and just promote it better to more to create some more excitement about the persons and the races. Uh, I'm seeing that Netflix is doing something right now uh, on the on the news and I'm very excited to see how that works out because as I just also told, I saw the Tour de France uh, Netflix series and it really got me, like now we also have a day in winning the sport and stuff and I also like Pogaccia a lot but when I'm seeing that Netflix series they they make it look so much more exciting than those four hours where just laying on a couch and watching some boys bike and it makes people get more into the sport, so I'm really excited to see how how that works out. Um, Also, the sprinters are some good characters, but if I could change that, uh, I would say that if we could shift the gears a bit on that and uh, make the sport more exciting and uh, create some more drama, kind of, um, it don't have to be real all the time, it just has to create some more uh, awareness on the sport, so my friends, they can actually tell me that uh, I'm, I'm doing something cool. Because many of my friends who don't do the sport, they like, oh, it's just some boys running around in tights. Uh, <laughs> it is also that, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it is, it is different. There is, there, if you really focus on the competition and you follow the sport, you know how exciting it can be. It can also be boring, of course. But yeah, I think it's a shame that that many guys have like a a first storytelling or what you say uh, about athletics like it's a it's a sport with some some dudes running in slim fits slim fit and and just running in laps and uh, that there is nothing exciting because it is like that but it can also be more exciting you know that when you're in the game
0: I think I think that's a good point because like with F1 or with cycling I I guess that's maybe the Netflix documentaries but in both of those Mm. sports it's not just about who comes first like you could see someone who comes like 10th and then it means yeah. something, because you know the story behind it. Whereas in running, like, mm. we went... The story I always use, we went to the Monaco Diamond League in 2020, and it was when Jakob just broke the European record, uh, and he was he was yeah. still, like, 8, uh, what, 19. And none of the stadium knew, apart from us, that he, and there were people who were watching there, and we just went crazy. Mm. And because he didn't win, no one knew he broke the European record. So, like, even people yeah. going to watch the sport still don't know. So it'd be nice if we had some more stuff like Netflix series and um, that is coming out later this year so hopefully that'll be good and interesting yeah. I guess it could go I'm looking forward to it, it. I'm hoping it's not bad because if it's bad that'll probably be yeah. a very make the sport yeah. even less <laughs> less exciting than it is so never um, yeah, know then then the last two questions is the next one is best thing about being a pro athlete
1: mm, I would say uh I've really tried to uh, get closer to the way of of living the life of a pro athlete. I'm not. I think many of me and my teammates are not quite there yet. But at the end of the day, we're going quite a lot in camps, so uh, I'm getting kind of a taste of how it is right now. And I think the best of it is to have a. F- to, yeah, it's 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 it would be easier to say if I've had like massive good performances. I've had like an injury and stuff. So right now it's it has have not paid off yet in the competitions. But from the training point, it it's the community so far right now. The community you're around and the community you're with. Um, to have a good community around you, that's what I enjoy right now uh, of being a pro athlete. And of course. When you're having a good race, then the feeling of crossing the finish line and uh, let all the hard work and because you are putting a lot of more energy into it, you know, you focus on it like 99% of your decisions is somehow connected to running. So when that pays off, it's it's the greatest feeling on planet earth and it's it's better than everything else. Even, uh, yeah, yeah, just even when having fun like and party and, and stuff like many of your friends do, like it's... When they ask you why you're doing the sport, then it's you can not describe that feeling because they're they're having an opinion that what they're doing is so great. But when you've tried both, you know that that the feeling of letting the hard work pay off is it's yeah, it's the best drug you can ever have. Um, so I would say that's the best part. But if it's the life of a pro athlete, the community for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Sometimes I think like, why am I running? But like, if if you break it down, it's kind mm. of like. You don't get paid that much. You have to work really hard. You can't really do much yeah. else. You've got to dedicate all your life. But like you just said there, like when it, when it, when the hard work pays off, it's literally probably the best feeling you can get because it's just like the sense of accomplishment you get from it is just something different that you yeah. can't really replicate. And also, I agree like the community, I think for me, like being out of it, you know, when I went to the Euros, first kind of international team, mm. just like seeing everyone from diff- all the different countries at the same place together, was like a really cool mm. experience for me um, yeah,
1: it was nice, also nice having you out there,
0: yeah it was nice great to make great a great, team. great
1: night after the race, yeah yeah, yeah, but that's that's the thing you know, also not only your own training group but when you're out there it's it's and and you're after a race, and you can have fun with some of the guys it's People know each other, and it's it's a nice community. It's so it's uh, it's all not everybody's like Jacob Engerbrinks and then Josh Kerr. We actually also like each other, many guys, even though we're competing. So it's uh, it's great.
0: And and seeing some of the things that the people got up to that night, who are now running ridiculously fast in uh, Boston, makes me upset as well because I I couldn't get away doing <laughs> any of those things and running well. So yeah um true i won't get into that though so what's the next five years look like for you if you could predict it i don't want to ju- i don't want to jinx anything but what's what sort of you know the next five years the goal uh for you
1: i would say uh if i'm looking at the bigger picture of course my dream is always the olympics it's everybody's dream so i have to go to P- not paris uh maybe you never know but as, as far as it looks like right now it's 2028 los angeles uh 100% I'm there uh, and I also hope to be on a final final on the world stage as well as in the Olympics within these five years and being a, a good contender for a maybe a top five or, or a medal you never know you never know what's going to happen of, of course your dreams is always to get a world medal but there's so many about the competition so I would leave it at this now at top five and then then uh, <laughs> uh, I would say getting a European medal again um, for seniors and there is also a world world championship in Copenhagen so uh, having a great breakthrough there as well um, yeah so so I can let my friends look see the race and show them what I'm actually doing sometimes <laughs> uh, and uh, hopefully maybe get a, a top result over there but I want to be one of the top contenders on a on a world stage and uh, definitely also European stage yeah um, so, yeah, and have a nice progression, smashing some good records and, uh,
0: yeah, doing some good stuff. It's going to be quite cool as well, because I think for the next decade, at least, it's just going to be your training group who will be racing each other in the European circuit. <laughs> like, what, when you yeah. get old enough, uh, you'll be, I feel like it'll just be you guys racing against each other for medals, which will be Quite yeah fun.
1: it's it is it is it is great that we're having the same age group right now, so we can like build each other up um and I'm very hyped about it and I'm feeling very lucky and blessed that i'm I'm in a group with this this many people i because it's not everybody get that opportunity um and I'm very grateful for that, so yeah, I think now we're having so many talented guys I think when I'm watching for example Niels or my friend Robin and Robbie, he also had a massive result here this weekend. In Monaco. It, it, it inspires me and, and when you're doing the same work and you're seeing how close you are to each other in training, you, you're you like Why can this not be me? Uh, and and these guys are really paving the way so I'm I feel like I'm in good hands and I feel like the the future is going to be bright for all of us and uh, we're all going to be European champions and we're all going to uh, smash everything uh, and yeah, maybe I'm jinxing it in this time, but at least we can maybe be European champs in uh, Minecraft or FIFA if it doesn't go that way. So yeah, no matter what, we're going to find a way.
0: Right, right, I'm going to end it on that note. A great way to end it. Thank you for going on the podcast, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for another episode of the to podcast. Before we sign off, thank you again to our sponsors of the show today, Pillar Performance. I've been taking their triple magnesium for a couple of months now and I've noticed a serious difference. I take it 30 minutes before bed and not only do I feel like I recover better, data from my chorus watch shows hard and fast improvements in my hrv and restorative sleep i really can't stress enough how pillar has helped my running and sleep over recent months and i'm confident it can do the same for you if you enter our code trackster you can get 15 percent off that's trackster for 15 percent off all first time purchases and to stay up to date with all the things trackster head over to our instagram and drop us a follow thanks for joining me on the show and we'll see you next week for another chat